Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Schmitz. Today, I'd like to begin by sharing a speech that I delivered at a Toastmasters meeting last year. Why on earth would I want to do that? And why would you want to hear it? Well, I was inspired to help others discover their own core values, to discover their why, their purpose, because I have found that in my own life, when I found that, when I found my why, when I found my core purpose in life, that was the very thing that began to transform me. So without further ado, here is Smashing Stereotypes. Teenagers don't talk to their parents. Children are wild and disobedient. Toddlers throw tantrums to get their way. Children don't eat anything healthy. Dads are deadbeats. Moms do all the work at home. Salesmen are selfish and only want to line their pockets. Teachers are saints. Politicians are liars and crooks. Once a criminal, always a criminal. Cops are corrupt. These stereotypes can go on and on. With assumptions about race, gender, occupation, upbringing, and culture, we've made each of them. We've fallen prey to these stereotypes. We may knowingly or unknowingly pass judgment on others in an assumptive way. Oftentimes, how we've been raised can frame how we view those around us. If you had a grandfather, for example, who was prejudiced against black men simply because of one bad experience he had as a young police officer, that could train how he viewed black men. And that could in turn influence his future children and grandchildren because of his comments and how he views them. If your family grew up poor, you may assume that wealthy families didn't have any problems with life and it was handed to them on a silver spoon. If you grew up in an affluent home, you may assume that poor people are lazy and should just get a job. These stereotypes can also be made about ourselves. We assume that because we've never been able to consistently make progress to complete a goal or dream, we will never accomplish it. For example, you have an idea to write a book, but you can't seem to make a habit of sitting and actually writing consistently. You want to be healthy, yet you don't eat wholesome foods or work out regularly. There's a disconnect between who we want to be or do and what we actually are or are doing. This is common, and we all struggle with the gap of who we are and who we want to be. The gap versus the gain is an analogy that my husband shared with me that helped me gain perspective. We can get hung up and discouraged if we look at the gap between where we are currently and where we want to be. We see this great divide and don't know how to cross it to reach the end goal of writing a book, starting a podcast, training respectful children who fulfill their destiny, building an emergency fund, starting a business, running a half marathon. Instead of focusing on the future gap, we must look at the gain. This is the progress we have made from where we started. The goal is not to look at the past and dwell there, but to be encouraged and build momentum to keep creating gain in our life. Gain is growth. How have I grown? How has my child grown and developed? What have I learned that will help me develop content for my book, podcast, or in starting that business? 
Perspective is brought into light. Gain is growth. Repeat that. Gain is growth. We are encouraged and have momentum to make steps forward, making progress on our dreams, goals, and future. We must relentlessly smash stereotypes we have of others and of ourselves. These are limiting beliefs that will keep our world very small and prevent us from fulfilling our purpose while here on this earth. Purpose? Yes, we have a purpose. Maybe you don't believe it. I believe I have a purpose. And I am here to help you and inspire you today to know your purpose. Two important days in your life, as Mark Twain so succinctly stated, are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Have you found your why? If not, it's time. Don't let another moment, day, month, year pass by by living less than the one you're meant to live. When we find our why, the stereotypes we have of ourselves will be smashed. We will walk in continual growth because of the excitement, motivation, clarity, and energy that comes from finding our purpose. We have framed this as family core values. Recently, my husband and I reviewed the plans we had created several years ago. We were thrilled to find so much fruit. One example is that we don't have a stereotypical teenager who doesn't talk to their parents. Our son is very engaging and comes to us with questions about life, struggles, and tough topics. The heart of this story really begins several years ago when I received my favorite Mother's Day gift, a professionally designed frame graphic of our family core values. My husband is a very motivated, driven person. He was inspired to create and write down what truly drives us as a family, identifying who we are and why we are. Why was this my favorite gift? Well, it anchored us, gave us a strong, sure foundation. It gave our family a North Star, a destination for which to set course and begin an intentional journey. Identifying core values in itself wasn't enough. This beautiful artwork could have become like all others collecting dust on the wall, left unnoticed and unattended. This is not what happened in the years to come. We took these family core values, planting them as our root system. Next, we identified our desired outcome on what we wanted to have as fruit from these values and what to develop in our children. For example, we said, we want to have an awesome marriage where we put each other first. After all, without mom and dad, you little beautiful children wouldn't even exist. Secondly, we want to have an awesome relationship with each of our children where we have a platform to speak into, into their lives and they feel comfortable talking to us about anything. We also want to develop these four things in our children. A love for lifelong learning through a growth mindset, the ability to be empathetic and see other people, the confidence to be successful in whatever they choose to do, the ability to be comfortable in their own skin. Again, this all sounds really great on paper, but we took those foundation of the core values as a root system, the desired outcome as the trunk of our tree. Next, we have branches that are habits and routines. 
These regular habits bring us to the desired outcome or the fruit on the tree. Here are a few examples of our family habits, stemming from the root system known as core values. My husband has what he calls man school with our four boys weekly, and he trains them about who we are as men as men of God. So this is a powerful time, and they know every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, this is when we have man school with dad. And it just takes 15 minutes, and it has made a huge impact on them. Another family habit that we have that stems from our core values is that we invite families to our home regularly for dinner and for play. It's a way to connect with other families and it helps bring forth, bring fruit to our values. Do you see the progression here? This is a snapshot of the positive outcome that any of us can have in our lives if we purposely apply intentionality daily, ensuring that what we do reflects who we are meant to be. This can be done with some time spent digging in and identifying who I am and why. Once this is identified, you too can articulate your desired outcome, where and who you want to be. Next, further breaking it down into regular habits and routines to get you to your ideal future. Remember, our core values as our root system, our foundation, our desired outcome is our tree trunk, our habits and routines are our branches. When we intentionally take action and develop the right habits and routines, we will see fruit. We will reach our desired outcome. Because we have found our why as a family, fashioning our daily habits from our root system, we are enjoying the fruit of a rich relationship with our teenage son, full of meaningful conversations, questions, and experiences. Remember what Mark Twain said, have you experienced the second most important day in your life yet? Have you found your why? Again, this was a speech that I gave at Toastmasters last year. And I was inspired because we have developed those family core values in our life. And we have created all those habits and routines that we do regularly. And because of that, we actually have fruit from the values. And they're not just these aspirational things hanging on the wall. This has catapulted our family to live lives with intention and purpose. And ultimately, it inspired us starting this podcast too. And that is why I wanted to share it with you today, because this really is kind of the root and the foundation of springboarding us to where we are today. And it's a little ironic to me as I record this right now, because I we have to smash stereotypes in our own life, and I have to do this regularly. I don't know about you, but I'm rather hard on myself. And when the, when the wheels are falling off, you feel overwhelmed and out of order. It's time to put on the brakes and stop and reflect on what's going on. Find that root that shouldn't be there. One of the things I like to do, which actually I'll be doing later today, is called a brain dump. Sounds like an odd term. Simply what it is, is I take a blank piece of paper and I just start writing everything that comes to mind. Anything and everything that comes to mind. And then what I do is, well, first of all, I feel a huge release after I do that because it's just all out on paper and not floating through my mind worried about forgetting something. 
And then what I can do is take a take time, go back and identify, okay, what is most important? What shouldn't even be here? What what should I not even be worrying about doing? And then I can gain clarity to move forward. I can reflect and decide what is most important, even just for right now, for today, what can be cut and what can be delegated. And this is a really important practice because as I talked about smashing stereotypes with my teenage son that came with a lot of intention and purpose and putting the right practices, the right habits and routines in place, the same goes with our own life. And this is the direction I want to go now is stop beating ourselves up and smashing stereotypes in our own life. Maybe there's something that you just can't seem to get. I've, I, I'm going through that right now. There's stuff that I need to change about how I do things and how I operate. And I'm in that in the thick of it right now. And it's, it's, it's a hard season to be in, but it's important for growth. When I'm out of alignment with my core values, there's friction, disorder, there's chaos. Everything is harder when things are out of order. It's like when the chain falls off your bike and you can't ride. There's no power to propel you forward. You're stuck. Well, the good news is we can get our power to propel us back when we get back in alignment. We need to stop, put that chain back on. Yes, it's messy. Yes, it's hard and it causes extra tension. But it's a crucial step in the process or you're never going to finish that bike ride. Don't let yourself feel stuck when you fail. Pick yourself up. Put that chain back on and go. You know, you hear failure has value. And when you fail, you're like, I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> Can someone just stop saying that? <laughs> but it's true. It's And it, when you have failed, it is comforting. Failure has value. We found out what didn't work. And then we can find out what will work. Confrontation and discipline are good and valuable. It helps shape and mold us into the people whom we want to become. And I'm thinking of this tree analogy, as I mentioned, with the core values being the root system. The root system is crucial. The health of the tree directly relies on that root system and the nutrients coming from the soil the water coming in through the roots all the way up to the branches, the nutrients from the soil coming in. It is so crucial. And I think about my tomato plants that I have each year in my little front flower garden. I use an organic fertilizer every year. What that organic fertilizer does is it brings the nutrients into the soil. So as those tomato plants grow, they start off as just little 12 to 14 inch plants. But as they grow, all that soil is is so rich and dense in nutrients that that as it grows, all of those nutrients get into the plant and it grows properly and it grows abundantly and it grows well. So the foundation is crucial. And if we continually find ourselves overwhelmed or misaligned and there's chaos in our life, we need to first and foremost go back to that root system. First of all, do we have a root system? 
Do we have values that drive our life and every decision that we have? That is so, so important. And I encourage you to go back and take time to do that. And we have some early episodes that we have covered family core values, if you'd like to go back and listen. And once you have those, maybe you, maybe you do, like us, have those family core values all set in your life. And maybe you even have them written somewhere in your house to remind you. That's great. Next, what's really important is to identify, okay, what do I want to come from this? To write down, what are my outcomes? It, doesn't, it could be one thing. It could be two things. And then that's like your trunk, you know. So as your root system goes deep, you have a really strong trunk of your tree. As you have a strong trunk of your tree, you have branches going out. And as you have branches, you have leaves and you have fruit coming. In the spring, my favorite time of year, you have blossoms. It's beautiful. We have an ornamental crabapple tree in our front yard. And, you know, you're the best part of that tree is the two weeks where all the beautiful blossoms are in full bloom. I mean, unfortunately, it only lasts a short time, but it's, it's beautiful. It's magnificent. And that is what we can have in our life when we go through this process. And you could have all these things in place like we do. And we have the habits and routines and all that, which are the branches and they bring fruit. But things can still get out of whack, out of alignment. Uh, there can be disorder and chaos when there's not alignment. But basically what happens is life. And we get distracted from our purpose and our, our core values. That happens to ev- everyone and anyone. And what we s- simply need to do is to get back in alignment. Like I mentioned with the, you know, if you have children, I'm sure they've come to you at some point the chain fell off my bike. I can't ride. So you go out and you patiently, you know, help them work through getting the chain back on. And that's just part of life. Your chain falls off sometimes and it's messy and dirty and you have to stop (laughs) until you fix it. And that's the lesson I have to tell myself, even right now, is stop moving forward in the chaos. Take time to stop and find what is wrong. With any tree, it needs to be trimmed. There's sucker branches that come and they grow and you have to cut those off because it diminishes the healthy, good branches. You know, I have a rose bush in my garden. And what I've learned about the rose bush is it seems counterintuitive, but first of all, in the fall, I have to cut it really close to the ground. And then as it grows in the spring and you see, oh, look at the, all the, there's all these healthy shoots coming up. But actually what you need to do is you need to keep trimming it back and keeping it contained as um, without these long shoots just flying everywhere. There has to be order to the little rose bush or you won't really get many flowers. And that's really true of our own lives too. There's these shoots that start taking up all the time and attention. And what we need to do is trim those back. And there's a phrase called the tyranny of the urgent. And I always like that because what it is, is the thing that is the most urgent obviously gets the most attention. And for me with children, that's a battle I have to fight against is that I have five 
children in my home. And it's very easy to just fly off with those shoots coming out and giving those attention. And I'm not saying I'm not giving my children attention, but it's really easy to get out of alignment when you lean into that too much. When we have order in our lives and things are put in their proper place, then we have that time with our children to help train them. But then we have also time set aside to do the other things as well. And that I think is one of the biggest things I need to address for me right now is setting those boundaries in my the time in every day of my life because there's way too much crossing over into different areas. And another strategy that my husband has taught a lot is called time blocking. And I have done that before and it's probably something I need to get back into. But basically when I was doing it, what my habit was that the night before I would have a sheet of paper and it would have the next day from like 6 a.m. to whatever, 9 p.m. or something. And you would take it hour by hour and assign what your focus is for that hour. And so that when I'm homeschooling my children, I homeschool my five children, I can time block who gets their time when, when there's we have our breakfast and our morning routine, when we have our lunch, when if I have an appointment in there or anything like that, I can block off those time segments and I don't get distracted getting caught up on laundry when I really should be working with my son on his writing project, if that makes sense. Because sure, it all needs to be done, but it all needs to be done in the right order and in the right time. And I love in Ecclesiastes when it talks about there's a time for everything because it's very true. And the right thing done at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. And it's kind of funny because as I'm writing this, I'm actually writing myself a note to get back in the routine of time blocking. (laughs) Some people process by talking and I am definitely one of those people. And when I get overwhelmed and I don't talk, it's really frustrating to my husband and myself because I'm not processing because I'm not talking. (laughs) I don't know if anyone out there can relate to that or if I just sound a little crazy, but (laughs) there it is. (laughs) I wanted to share with you um, one, when I get stuck and I feel like, oh, why can't I get this? You know, have you felt that listener out there? (laughs) Why can't I get this? And you feel stuck and you feel like you're trapped in this I don't know. I think of what is it gerbils that run in that little wheel? You just feel you're trapped running in this wheel that will never stop because you just can't get over this thing. Like whether it's a bad habit or you want to establish a good habit. And this, this really helps me. All right. This is from Romans 7, starting verse 14. So the trouble is not with the law for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right. I have good intentions, right? (laughs) But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. 
I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But I do what I don't want to do. I am not really the one doing it. It is the sin living in me that does it. I have discovered the principle of life, that when I have to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power working within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is? It is my mind I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Did you resonate with that when I read it? Have you ever beat yourself up like that? Ugh, I can't get this. I want to do what is right, but I just can't do it. We've all been there. And at the very end of that reading, it says, Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, my Lord. I really want to obey. But there's another thing working in me, and that's the sinful nature. But if you read the next chapter, the first verse, Romans 8, 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Wow. Please listen carefully. If you feel stuck like a gerbil in a, or is it a hamster? Maybe it's a hamster. (laughs) A hamster in a wheel. You're stuck. I want to do what is right, but I can't do it. There is hope in Jesus Christ. And that is my hope, that he is my foundation. He is my high tower. I I hide in the shadow of his wings. He's my refuge and my strength. And because of that, though I struggle, though I feel like I can't get this thing, though I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and the chain keeps falling off and I have to keep putting it back on, No, if you are in Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So we don't have to be controlled by the thing we've always been controlled by, by that, that sin inside of us. We can live in a life that's free through Jesus Christ, through the life-giving spirit of Jesus Christ. And maybe you don't believe any of that. I encourage you to dig in and find out if that's real. Maybe you do believe in Jesus Christ. I encourage you to dig deep and not be condemned, but let that life-giving spirit work in you and bring you freedom in your life and help you to know the right thing for you and to do it. And when you fail, like that bike, just stop, put that chain back on, and keep going. Because the worst part of failure is when we stop and we stay stopped and we don't keep going. But failure is valuable. We can see what didn't work. We can adjust, put the chain back on, and keep going.
So going back to why I entitled my speech Smashing Stereotypes, as I was inspired by the depth of conversation and relationship that we have with our teenage son. He defies the stereotypes because of the work we put into the relationship for the last several years. So what stereotypes do you have of yourself or a loved one close to you? What do you believe about yourself just because you've always been that way? Do you feel like you can never keep a habit or you can never break an old one? Maybe it's time to find out why. Let that fuel and propel you to your future. Smash those stereotypes in your own life. Tap in to that life-giving spirit that has freed you. And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ and you don't believe any of that is real, can I challenge and encourage you to dig into that? Can I challenge and encourage you to start reaching out, whether you believe or not, and asking God if he's real? Because I believe if you do that, listener, that my God has showed himself so faithful in my life that he will answer you if you truly cry out from the depths of your heart and you mean it and you, and you want it because I, I can't, words can't express how incredibly powerful God has been in my life from the time I was a little girl and to the present. He has never left me or failed me. I've failed myself plenty of times, <laughs> but I've always had that staying power, that root system, which is really grounded in my faith in Jesus Christ. That is my root system. And the family core values that we have all are centered around that. And that has anchored us to go through the storms of life. And though the wind blows, that tree blows those branches around. Sometimes a, a little branch snaps off in life. We have stayed our course and we will continue to stay our course because our foundation is sure. We're not, we don't have a foundation on shifting sand. What is your foundation? Can you answer that question? I implore you to ground your life in a sure foundation. Thank you for listening. We can be found at intentionalfamily.fm. Until next time, join us in living life intentionally. Intentionally.